Welcome, Brad, to the podcast today. I am so glad you are here, and I know a lot of the listeners will be here um, excited to hear you as well. So let's go ahead and get started. I will let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Sounds good. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, my name is Brad Davison. I am a junior, about to be a senior next year at the University of Wisconsin. I play on the men's basketball team there. Um, I'm originally from Maple Grove, Minnesota, where I am at right now, currently quarantined with my parents for the time being. Um, really kind of soaking up that time and enjoying this kind of extra, extra quality time with the fam. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So today I want to talk about leadership, team dynamics, and resilience. But first, how are you doing right now? How is your head? How is your heart? I'm doing well. Um, you know, I really kind of at peace with the situation um, now. I think the first couple days, I think for everyone, it was tough just because kind of could see our, our normals, you could say, were going to be shaken um, with, you know, personally in my life with the basketball season being kind of just kind of pulled the plug on, um, being sent home from campus, moving school online. Um, Pops is now working from home, kind of every, every dynamic um, switched up for our family and also for the same for every other family uh, across the country and pretty much globally. So I'm um, doing well now is definitely uh, a tough first couple days, um, but I'm at peace with it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the team dynamics of this past year's team. Uh, yeah, a super connected bunch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, Primarily, a lot of us are in that junior class, so we've been here for two, three years together, um, and those relationships have kind of been, were formed and then, you know, matured and bonded together over the last couple of years to the point now we're uh, a very connected unit, um, and we enjoy showing up every day. We enjoy being in the weight room, enjoy being in the film room, the locker room, and then you kind of saw that, um, you know, that joy that we find being with each other and competing with one another. Um, you know, the, the results kind of followed on, followed on the floor this year. Um, so yeah, a very connected, unified bunch. Mm -hmm. Are you still staying connected through this quarantine? Oh yeah, every day. We have a <laughs> group, group Snapchat that we're always in, um, sending videos and messages to each other of kind of how we're spending this quarantine time. Everyone's getting creative. Um, but yeah, and then through FaceTime, uh, whenever we can. I FaceTime my roommates quite a bit, just checking in, um, seeing how we're doing. Uh, sharing encouragement, sharing laughs, sharing smiles. Um, so we all stay in touch quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about what the saying do more, be more, for more meant to your team this year? Yeah, you know, that saying, um, it all got originated after uh, Coach Moore, Howard Moore, our assistant coach, uh, was in an accident this summer with his family, um, which is was pretty well documented. But after the accident, about a month after, we actually all had the chance, the team and coaching staff, to go over to Coach Moore's house. Mm -hmm. um, and we all sat in his living room, and we were all sitting in a circle around him. And he was, um, for about 30 minutes, just kind of share with us his story and his testimony of the accident, his testimony of his faith, um, and kind of what his kind of life or his journey looks like in front of him for the next couple of months and his path, road to recovery, to say. Um, and kind of the message behind that is he, he just talked about how, you know, his goal was to become a better father, a better coach, um, a better brother, a better friend, a better, just he wanted to be better. 
Um, and because he realizes now moving forward with, um, you know, the passing of his wife and daughter that, you know, for more for a bigger purpose and for something much bigger than himself. Um, and so he kind of went around the circle and talked to all of us and kind of just shared different areas where we, where we should hold ourselves a higher standard and strive to be better um, because, um, you know, we can all strive to be better in certain areas of our life. Um, and it makes it a lot easier to strive to be better when we're doing it for more than ourselves and for a bigger purpose and a bigger calling. Um, so that's where it originated from. And then, you know, you see it on, on our shirts and on our shooting shirts and our jerseys, on our T-shirts. Um, and so then it, that was kind of our mantra or our battle cry to say um, throughout the season. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And you talked a little bit about your faith and um, his faith as well. How has faith played a role in coping with the tragedy and the rest of the season for you and for the team? It was an anchor. Um, it's kind of that solid rock foundation that you can stand on when there's, when there's a storm coming, when you never, because mm-hmm. you can't really control um, some of the trials and tribulations that you face as an individual or as a team. You know, our team was, our season was kind of full of adversity this year, um, starting back in the summer with the mm-hmm. Coach Moore incident with his family and then, um, you know, there's a lot of other adversity throughout the season that we had to face. Um, and, you know, so it was our anchor. Uh, for me personally, it was our anchor. Um, we have, you know, team devotionals and team Bible studies. We got opened up just the environment to have very, um, you know, personal conversations and conversations that needed to be had, uh, whether it was for encouragement or just uplifting. Um, and also, you know, it's a, it's a form of unity. Um, you know, the spirit unifies and unites people together um, and again kind of strengthens those relationships and that bond that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Would you call yourself a leader on the team in regards to your faith and sharing your faith with others? Um, yeah definitely I think that's something that um, you know we're called to do is to go and make disciples and to share about our faith and to share the gospel and you know there's many ways that we can do that but first and foremost um, just with your way of life and trying to lead by example. Um, and we have a great, great group of guys in our team and a great core group of guys in our team that, um, you know, are very open about their faith and, you know, put their faith on the pedestal where it's supposed to be and try to live their life in a way that reflects, um, where that reflects Christ and puts faith in front. Um, and we have Pastor Matt Metzger of Blackhawk. Um, he comes in and does team devotionals with us. Um, and so he's been a huge light for our program um, and just, again, opening up those environments and having, you know, a mentor for all of us to say, someone who, um, you know, is very mature in his faith and has been uh, walking that walk for a long time. Um, so there's a lot of great people around our program. Um, so we're all leaders in our own right. Yeah. And a shout out to Matt Messenger because our family goes to Blackhawk as well. And he is such a beautiful light as well, as is Pastor Chris and everyone else on staff there. Um, What characteristics are crucial for an effective leader to embody? I've heard Coach Guard say, you are the heart and soul of this team. What does that mean to you? It means a lot. It means a lot. Um, I think some people might see that as pressure. Um, or responsibility, which it is definitely a responsibility factor, but I see it a lot as opportunity. I mean, you know, the team kind of goes as you go. Um, so, you know, it's an opportunity each and every day to show up, to lead by example, to play with fire, to play with passion, not only on the court, but, you know, in the weight room, in the film room, in the locker room, and trying to always lead by example. 
Um, yeah, you know, I think whenever you're called the heart and soul of the team, uh, whether that's from coach or from the guys, you know, first of all, that comes from, you know, a mutual respect and a mutual trust that comes from those relationships that we have. Um, so, you know, that's one thing. We're a unified team and a united bunch where we're all, we're all the heart and soul. Um, we're definitely, you know, we all know, we all need each other. And we always talk about how the sum of all of our parts is better than the sum of the individual. Um, and our team really embodies that. I love that. Um, Brett, how do you personally handle all of the pressure during the season? Um, you know, for me personally, I, I realized that basketball is, it's what I do, but not really, that's not necessarily who I am. I mean, I don't find my identity in basketball. I find my identity as a child of God. Um, and so I realized that the pressures that come with basketball, um, a lot of it is kind of just outside noise. And a lot of it is stuff that I can't control. Um, and a lot of it is, at the end of the day, um, it's as real as I make it. I always, we always kind of say that just like social media is as real as you make it. So is the outside noise and the outside pressures um, because, you know, you can look at the game as when you look at the outside pressures and you take that into consideration, the game can kind of become a burden and it could become, um, you know, kind of a task that you have to complete. I think the challenge is to block that out and realize that, you know, the reason you play is an opportunity to worship. The reason you play is because it brings you joy and the people that you um, do it with and the relationships it brings you. Um, so I try to block it out as much as I can and just, really try to find joy with the people that I'm doing it with. I love that. What are some things that um, Coach Guard and the other assistant coaches have done over time to protect the team culture from the me first mentality? I think always communicating it, um, always stressing the importance of, you know, kind of the we over me mindset, you could say. Uh, one quote that Coach Guard always says is that, you know, it's not, my shot, it's our shot. It's not my points, it's our points. And again, kind of uh, reiterating that synergy aspect of that the sum of our team is sum of, sum of all the parts is greater than the sum of the individual um, because that's what consistently, consistently um, you know, allows your team to be successful, especially at this level. You know, every team is talented, every team has good players, but it's the team that's united, the team that puts the team first. Um, that usually ultimately has the most success. And you kind of saw that pay off for us at the end of the season this year. Absolutely. So take us inside the locker room at halftime. What was the energy like? How did you guys get fired up? And how did you stay in the game even when you were trailing? Halftime of the Indiana game? Any game. Take us Any inside game. the locker room. Was it different every game? Was it similar? You know, I think it, it definitely changes. Um, you know, coach always says at halftime, the score is zero to zero, but you can, you always know if we're winning or if we're losing or not necessarily the score, but just kind of how we're playing. You know, mm. coach is a big, he's a big stickler kind of on controlling what we can control and focusing on Wisconsin basketball and not who we're playing. So if we're playing well, it's a little different message than if we're not, uh, he's mm -hmm. trying to ignite a fire. Um, but, you know, I think as we got closer and closer to the end of the season, um, the message was, you, you know what you're playing for. You know how, what you've been through. You know, how, um, you know how much you've had to persevere through, and now you get 20 minutes to show it. You get 20 more minutes to show it. You know, we always say that the tw first 20 minutes of the game is never fatal, but the last 20 minutes, um, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what you work for. That's what you put the time in. So that's usually what the message um, pertains to. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about this season 
towards the end of the season, you guys were on fire. I'll have to give a little bit of my background. So I was the assistant dancing coach for the last nine years um, at UW. And so I was at almost every home men's game. And those last few men's home games, I've been to a lot of games. I've been coaching for nine years. And the goosebumps that I was getting from the energy <laughs> watching you guys play, not only that, but watching the players interact with one another and the coaches interact with that too. Probably the coach in me tends to pick up on some of those things a little bit more, but wow, um, the energy was just electric. Did you feel that too as a player? Most definitely. Um, yeah, they, again, that comes from the relationships and the bonds that we have is, you know, we all wanted each other to be successful because we knew that's what would make the team be successful. So, um, you know, whenever things were down and maybe things weren't going well, um, you know, everyone was picking each other up. And when things were going really well, we were all holding each other accountable to kind of keep that same energy and keep that same focus. Um, and, you know, that's not just the five guys on the court. You know, that's the that's the everyone from the end of our bench to the front of our bench. Um, so, you know, we have 15 guys on our team and they all play a huge role and they all bought into their roles and they all know that, um, you know, the energy and the passion that they bring, um, you know, it has a, has kind of a, what's it called? Just an effect on everyone else around yeah. them. Um, and yeah, so we absolutely. always talk about you want to be a, you know, an energy giver and not an energy vampire. And I think we just, we had a lot of energy givers on our team. Um, and when you have that, um, you can do something really special. Take me back to that last home game. Did you have a favorite moment during that game at all? Oh, senior night when Mike Ballard scored. Absolutely. Um, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, not even close. That was one of the best moments of the season. Right. Um, that was probably one of my favorite moments in the last, for all the home games that I have been yeah. to in the last nine years. I mean, it was incredible to see. What was his reaction like after the game? Oh, he was super happy. He was super excited. We always – you know, Mike's one of those guys that comes to comes to practice every day, is on scout team every day, works really hard, and does really well a lot of the time. Sometimes he's a problem for us to stop on scout team. Um, and so, but doesn't necessarily get that time on the court to shine, necessarily to say. Um, so whenever we, he does get in the game, we're always on him to shoot. We're always on him to try to get open, try to force one up. Doesn't matter how much time's up, what's the score. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with coach. You just get a shot up. Um, I mean, not one to, fan in the stand wasn't jumping up and down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was awesome. And for him to have that moment, and it wasn't like a garbage bucket. It was a really no! nice move, <laughs> left-hand scoop. Um, it was – we watched it the next day on film and clips, and we all gave him a round of applause, and we were pushing him around during film. So um, that was definitely a moment that he'll always remember, but also, you know, we'll always remember as well. Yeah. Just the energy and the feeling from that even got me teary-eyed towards the end of it. Because <laughs> I'm over here looking at my seniors that are coach, and they're getting emotional too. And it was just the moment of, wow, the, you know, this moment was bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right. So ending on that, you guys are on fire, and then this pandemic has happened. How has the team coped with this season ending so abruptly? What have the leaders done? What have the coaches done to help you guys through this? 
Yeah, yes, ma'am. You know, it ended, it ended very, very quickly. And we were actually on our way to the gym to have practice and then leave, leave to go on the plane to the Big Ten tournament where we um, had a double bye, so we were getting there a little late. Um, but so we had actually just got to the gym. We're all getting changed when it came out publicly um, that the Big Ten tournament was canceled. Um, and so we actually, the whole team, we just went to the locker room um, and just hung out for about two hours and sat kind of in our living room that we have in the locker room and, you know, laughed, told jokes, got emotional at times. And it was kind of, you know, it was tough to realize that it was real. Um, you know what I mean? And um, so that was, a, that was a fun, that was a really, um, you know, moving couple hours to spend with everyone for a while. And then we actually got brought into our film room and our kind of our whole department was there and our coach guard was in the front and talked to us about the cancellation of the Big Ten tournament, about how, you know, I think everyone kind of knew that the NCAA tournament was going to follow. Um, and so he kind of told us, kind of had our closing, closing remarks, um, which I think it didn't really necessarily set in for everyone at the time. Um, but then we kind of all went our separate ways and went back to our apartments. We're like, wow, like this journey just kind of came to an end, um, the journey of the season. Um, and so then we all, you know, we have these technological devices, so we're always talking, we're always staying connected. Um, and so I think those two hours of having everyone were together um, and kind of collecting our thoughts and just being around each other, because that's ultimately, you know, the wins and losses and the Big Ten championship and the trophy, like that'll all, that'll all kind of wash away at times. But, you know, it's the relationships, the memories that we have with each other that, um, you know, will continue to move forward. And so that was, that's always special to hang on to. Um, but also going away with the Big Ten championship and with winning eight in a row and everything that embodies that and being able to celebrate with one another. Um, you know, we really feel for the seniors. Uh, I can't even imagine having your career end that way. But sending them out, um, you know, on as right of a note as we could send them out on, um, you know, that's pretty special. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Let's let's switch it to a little bit more fun, lighter note. What was right. your reaction when you saw that ESPN had you guys winning the NCAA simulated tournament? Uh, you know, personally, I was sad. Um, <laughs> you know, I woke up to that and had about 20 messages, a bunch of social media notifications, all of that. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I went and everyone had sent me the article. So I clicked on the article and kept scrolling. I was like, oh, cool. They have us in the Sweet 16, the Final Four. Cool. Oh, they had us winning it all. Um, and so for, at first I was like, oh, that's really cool. But then I was like, a little bit of bitterness and a little bit of sadness yeah. came in because it's kind of the what could have been or the what if. Um, and, you know, we, we were very confident in what we in the mark we could have made in March. Um, so I, I actually had to take a couple hours to myself um, and just kind of be still and, yeah. um, you know, come to a peace of mind so that I didn't let that bitterness and sadness sit in my heart as I went through the rest of the day because it uh, would have ruined my day. <laughs> so yeah. I had to kind of get that out of my system. Um, and kind of get back to the peace of mind and the state frame of mind that I wanted to be in. Um, but so super cool, but also uh, was a little too soon for me, I'd say. Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, if you could go back, Brad, is there anything that you would want to change about this season? Hmm. You know, no, no, I don't think so. Um, you know, I think everything that we go through whether it's a season of basketball or a season of life, 
um, you know, ultimately shapes us and molds us and, you know, kind of forces us to mature in ways that we otherwise wouldn't if we didn't go through those seasons of life and go through the adversity that it brought. Um, so, no, I don't think there's anything I would change. Um, there's No, because it makes us who we are. It makes us the team that we are and the team that we were, we were, we were becoming and ultimately, you know, make us the team we are next year too. So what are you learning about yourself through your time at UW this, thus far? A lot, a lot. Yeah. You know, I think it's definitely been a roller coaster ride. I'm just finishing up year three here. Um, you know, I love the basketball aspect. I love the school aspect, the people aspect. Um, you know, I really fell in love with my time at UW um, for a lot of reasons. But, you know, I think the biggest thing that I um, have learned is just the importance of finding my identity in my faith um, and finding my identity on that rock foundation of Jesus Christ that we talked about earlier, because everything else is like a roller coaster ride. Um, there's super highs and there's super lows. Um, and it's really easy to kind of just get on that journey and ride with it. Um, and the challenge of just, you know, remaining content through it all um, and not getting too high and not getting too low and not letting those outside things, you know, affect who you are, or, you know, affect your character, affect how you go throughout the day. Um, and, you know, I've, I've learned a lot over the last three years of, you know, the person that I am, um, the person that I want to be and the person who I want to become. So um, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. And Brad, do you have a favorite scripture that you would want to share with our listeners? My favorite verse is John 330. Uh, it's he must become greater. I must become less. Um, and there's a lot of different verses that, I would want to pick from, but this one is something that's near and dear to my heart. Um, Cause I think that's another big challenge of being in college and especially playing at this level. Um, you know, society and culture kind of makes everything about you. Um, and people kind of think that's kind of the work of the devil at sometimes is kind of thinking that the world revolves around you or that you're the only one going through something or that you're the, it's gotta be workout for you. But um, you know, the fact that you're not, you don't need to be on the pedestal of your own life and that there's a greater purpose. Um, There's someone greater to live for who ultimately has greater plans and greater thoughts than we could ever imagine. Um, And when you're kind of called to that higher purpose um, and can kind of lead with a servant heart instead of a selfish heart, as I like to say, um, you know, that's, that's a big reminder. That's a, I wear a wristband every day that says it Um, just kind of uses a focal point to remind myself. because it's really easy to get sucked into that kind of society, culture-oriented, me-first um, mentality. Um, so I would say that's the one that I, uh, you know, have on my um, social wear for equipment belt as I go throughout the day to combat, um, you know, those temptations. Mm, amen to that. Um, so, Brad, what do you think the future looks like for UW men's basketball team? Well, the immediate future, I'm not sure because we're all stuck at home. <laughs> So that is still up in the air. Um, You know, we're hoping to get back as soon as possible um, to get back in the gym with one another and in the weight room. Um, But as pertains to next season, uh, we're super, super excited. Um, You know, we have a lot of our core guys back from last year. Um, You know, we obviously uh, we're kind of finished on a hot note. So we have a lot of momentum going into the next season. Um, We have a great schedule next year that we're really looking forward to. There'll be a lot of great challenges for us. Um, but also what comes with the great challenges is great opportunities. So can't wait for that. And also we bring in uh, six freshmen. That'll be super exciting. Can I get to be a, 
big brother type atmosphere mm-hmm. for a lot of us and kind of teach them the ways, show them the ropes and ultimately, you know, pass that torch over to them as we uh, move out and they move in and that's next year. But uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement about for our program. Um, you know, I think we're all just looking forward to getting back and being with one another um, and starting this journey over again. Mm, absolutely. And to close, Brad, today, what words of inspiration do you want to leave our audience with? Oh, I would just say keep the faith. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. And I actually heard a great quote this morning in a sermon I was listening to, is that uncertainty and fear is like weights to our muscles, but to our faith. So uncertainty and fear strengthens our faith, just like weights strengthen our muscles. Um, and so I would say keep the faith, keep fighting that fight, um, and realize you know that today is the day that the Lord has given. So rejoice and be glad in it, and not worry about tomorrow because that's His job. Um, and He'll He goes before us, He walks before us, and He'll ultimately see us through. Um, so I would just say keep the faith. Mm. Such a beautiful thing to end with. Um, I just want to thank you for taking the time um, to share your thoughts and inspiration with all of our viewers. I know all of us in Madison and all over the country are rooting for you guys, and we've been thinking about you and praying for you. For our listeners, I will have some show notes up on jennaschneidercoaching.com, and thank you for being here today, Brad. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.